That's My Personal Business. I'm Eden Strader, and this is a bonus episode for photographers. So if you're not a photographer, have no interest in being one, you're cool to click out. I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to be upset. This one is for the wedding photographers because it is 5 p.m. sunset season, which for a wedding photographer is literally their worst nightmare unless they know how to shoot flash, unless they know about artificial light. And so that's what I'm going to teach you today. I'm going to teach you all the basics. I'm going to have you leaving this podcast episode ready to go rock your weddings, whether it is in a basement, whether it's raining and you're shooting group portraits in a dark hallway, whatever it is, I've got you. You're going to be ready to go after this. So let's, let's get to it. I want to start with this because when I'm like, oh my gosh, do you know how to shoot flash? Do you know about artificial light? Photographers love to be like, yeah, no, absolutely not. Like I'm a natural light photographer and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's super cute love that. We've all been there. We've all said that. We've all hoped that we can somehow finesse the wedding day schedule to a point where everything is going to take place in really gorgeous natural light. That's not how it's going to go. If you haven't shot a wedding day yet where you end up in just the shittiest lighting possible, it's coming for you. No one is safe. It is literally the grim reaper of weddings and you will end up there. And so it's better that you end up there with the knowledge of artificial light and flash rather than just being like, oh shit, what do I do? I thought I could get away being a natural light photographer forever. Here's why you need to know how to shoot flash in the first place. I want to like just paint through some examples for you of like situations that I ended up in that were not planned at all. One, one of the first times I ever had to shoot off camera flash was I was shooting a gorgeous, perfectly planned, perfectly executed wedding in Vermont for one of my dream clients. I still love them so much, Danielle and Mark. And it rained like totally out of the blue. And so they decided that they were going to have to move their wedding to the indoor option, which at that venue which still blows my mind because the venue is so beautiful, which at that venue though was like in the basement with like one window. It was pitch black and I had so little time to like even figure out what I was going to do. There's no way I could have shot that with my ISO. We would have been talking like 1.4, 1 over 60, 6,000 ISO to make that work. It would have been absolutely bonkers. And so I had to use off camera flash. That would, that could have been a like, honestly, career ending move had I not known artificial light. I also shot a wedding where it rained again. We had to move inside and they were completely backlit by these giant windows, but then like the inside was pitch black. So it looked like a nightmare. I had another wedding where it rained and um, we ended up having to shoot group portraits in this tiny, tiny dark hallway, as well as like a huge portion of their couple's portraits. Rain, as you can see, is a huge contributor. Um, I have also shot weddings that are outside the reception and there's literally like two string lights, like ambiance, ambience, ambiance, whatever, was the main priority on their wedding day. And so there was no light, like just straight up no light. Their images would have looked so shitty. I've shot a sparkler exit where they had like a couple sparklers and they all ended up going out. And if I had not been using artificial light, absolute nightmare. And I know it would have been an absolute nightmare because in the beginning of my career, I remember shooting a sparkler exit with just my ISO cranked. And it's like, I couldn't even focus, let alone produce a good image. It was so crazy. And so I really want one people to know that when it comes to flash, you will end up in an experience where you have to use it. That is just facts. I would stake my whole business on it. You will end up at a wedding where you need to know flash. Two, it doesn't have to be scary. It actually can be really, really fun. And even if you are a natural light photographer, you can still produce flash photography, artificial light photography that looks beautiful and creamy and natural. It doesn't have to be moody. It doesn't have to be chintzy. It can be light and airy and beautiful. I have artificial light images that you probably wouldn't even know were artificial light images. And that's why 
it's so important to keep an open mind about these things because one, you're going to need it. And two, it doesn't have to be as scary, chintzy, cheesy, whatever, as you think it's going to be. It can be really, really beautiful. And there's something so artistically empowering about showing up on a wedding day and being like, I can handle quite literally any lighting situation thrown my way. So let's get into it. Let's talk all things flash, all things artificial light. There are three things that matter when it comes to artificial light, flash photography, and how it works. And those are flash intensity, the distance from your subject, and your settings. And we are going to pick those apart piece by piece. But let me say that one more time so that you can really get it together from the top. Basics of flash photography for wedding photographers. The way that your photography is going to look when you're using flash comes down to flash intensity, the distance from your subject, and your camera settings. First, let's talk about flash intensity. Flash intensity is quite literally just how strong or faint your flash is. So if you have it really, really high, it's going to go further. But it's also going to be way more intense. So say it's really close to them, it's going to look like a spotlight. It's going to be contrasty. Um, it's also could potentially blow out an image if you're not careful. If you have it really, really low, it's going to need to be closer to them in order to fill a room. Um, it's going to be a little bit softer. It might fill more areas because it's just, it's a lower it's a lower intensity, right? Just like think about if you hold a flashlight from across the room versus if you hold a flashlight right next to my face. The other thing with flash intensity is this is why I also highly recommend shooting with your flash on manual. I will link all of my flash photography gear for you guys in the show notes, as well as our freebie. Let's get lit that walks through all of these. It sends you lists of everything, all of that good stuff. But this is why I suggest shooting flash photography on manual, because I want to know what flash setting is about to spit out of my flash. Like I want to be in charge of that. I don't don't want my gear to make decisions for me. Then we have distance from subject. Think about if you're holding a flashlight from across the room, it's going to fill the whole room, right? Whereas if I get really, really close to a wall, it's really pinpoint. It almost looks like a spotlight. That is the second thing that is going to impact how your flash photography looks. If your flash is really, really close to your subject, it's going to be more contrasty. Um, it's going to be more intense. It's going to be brighter. If it's further away, it's going to have time to spread out. It's going to be lighter. It's going to be less intense. Third, let's talk about camera settings, right? There are so many things that go into the way our photography looks in general and flash is just adding more components into that. But at the end of the day, photography comes down to our camera settings, right? So we have shutter speed, we have ISO and we have aperture. If your ISO is higher, it's going to let in more ambient light and make the overall image brighter and vice versa. If it's lower, the overall image is going to be darker. We have shutter speed. That is how much ambient light is being let into the frame overall aka it's not really going to impact how intense the flash looks in the image it's just going to change how much background light gets let into the image so if you want something to look light and area you want to see more of that ambient light you're going to need a lower shutter speed but let's say you only want the flash light to be the light that's captured in the image you're going to want a higher speed and if you're ever shooting with a flash and you see those black bars across the screen it's because your shutter speed is not low enough usually you're going to want to be like below one over 200. Then we have aperture. Aperture is going to work really, really similarly to ISO where it's going to change the overall light of the image. So it's either going to make the image overall brighter or overall darker. You guys know how aperture works, I hope, but the lower the number is, the smaller the depth of field is and the bigger it is, the more stuff is going to be in focus. So that's how it's going to affect things in terms of light. So when you're thinking about what you want your images to look like and how flash is going to operate with you as a photographer, you're going to want to think of these three things, the flash intensity, the distance from subjects, the camera settings, all 
almost as a balancing scale that are just going to fluidly move and balance each other out depending on the look that you're wanting. So think like, do I want a more contrasty look? Do I want more light and airy? Do I want more ambient light? Do I just want the flash to show? All of these things are going to be impacted by those three things, which are again, flash intensity, distance from subject, camera settings. And you're going to tweak those around based on the look that you're wanting and adjust from there. There are three flash options when it comes to photography that I'm gonna walk you through now. There's off-camera flash, constant lights, and on-camera flash. And they each serve different purposes and they each can serve you in a different way depending on your style of photography, how you like to do things. I personally love off-camera flash for weddings. I love constant lights for studio and I love on-camera flash for dance floor. That's usually how I break things up. I also use on-camera flash for more of an editorial look. So for wedding photographers specifically, I highly suggest off-camera flash. This gives you the ability to set a scene lighting-wise, get everything set up the way that you want it to and then you get to move around and experience different angles different lenses different composition and as long as your subject is staying the same distance from your off-camera flash setup you don't have to change your settings you just get to move around and capture gorgeous images up close from far away all of that good stuff so like this is perfect during like a first dance cake cutting you can even do this on the dance floor ceremony off-camera flash gives you the ability to operate as a photographer the way that you normally would which is moving around a ton changing gear and the lighting is going to stay consistent it's so beautiful and it can be done so well i love using on-camera flash if I'm wanting to do like more of an editorial look, I want it to be more high end. I'll point the flash right at the subject. It's going to be on my camera, similar to dance floor. This is a bit of an edgier look. And so that's when I choose to use that. Constant lights. A lot of people like video lights at weddings. I hate it. I think it's super intrusive. I think it makes people feel like they have a spotlight on them. And on a wedding day, I just want to intrude on the experience as little as possible. So I choose not to do that. I use constant lights in a studio. Um, again, all my gear is going to be linked for you below, but this is a great opportunity in studio where like, the mood isn't being as impacted like right like if you have a wedding you have a client and they have tablescapes filled with candles and string lights having a video light in their face the entire time is going to kill the vibe that they set and so that's why I love off-camera flash because I have the ability to just set up my lights and they're only going to flash when they need to they're not going to be constantly interrupting their day. So now let's talk through a few different things with flash photography. If you're wanting to make a moodier look with flash photography, whether that's on a wedding day or a session or whatever, you're going to either want to have your flashes really close to them. You're going to want to have them at a higher setting. You're going to want to have your shutter speed a little bit higher so less ambient light is brought in. That's how you're going to balance out those settings in order to create a moodier look. Let's say you're on the dance floor at a wedding and you're wanting to make the dance floor look really fun. You're going to want to shutter drag, right? You're going to want to have an on-camera flash pointed directly at your subject with a really, really Really low shutter speed and you're just going to flip that camera around that's how you're going to get a shutter drag look you can also use this in sessions i love doing flash shutter drag when i'm shooting in studios or shooting at night if you're wanting a softer look with your off-camera flash use a soft box i'm going to link my favorite one for you guys below it is a octabox that just quite literally has changed my entire existence it makes flash specifically off camera flash looks so dreamy creamy beautiful the light is bouncing around a ton so you can make this look moodier or fresher more light and airy if you will however it's still going to be creamy gorgeous it's going to look really really intentional and purposeful rather than like oh shit someone threw a flash on my number one recommendation when it comes to learning flash as a wedding photographer is to experiment 
You're going to take everything I just taught you in terms of like the three things that you should be aware of, right? And put them into practice. Don't show up on a wedding day and just experiment with flash and experiment with your client. Set up everything in your living room. Set up an off-camera flash. Make your friend or partner stand in the middle of the room and play with it, right? Experiment with on-camera flash. See what you can make look editorial. See what you can make look moody, light and airy, all of that good stuff. See if you can start mastering using your flash on manual rather than automatic. I promise you flash photography and artificial light at weddings seems so much scarier than it actually is, but it is one of the funnest things that you can incorporate into your wedding workflow. It's also amazing to just be able to show your clients like, hey, no matter what happens to you on your wedding day, I've got you. Like I know how to handle this. Lighting is the least of my concerns. I'm just here to make sure that you have a beautiful day and I will capture it beautifully. It's going to make it so that you're able to sign higher end clients. It's going to make it so that you can add diversity and less repetition in your final galleries. It's so cool to be able to make so many different looking images with your lighting setup because you actually know how flash works. I'm able to deliver, let's say a studio session to my clients and they get so many different looks rather than the same image over and over again. Same with the wedding day. I'm able to just give them so many different pieces of their wedding day and so many different looks just because I know how to use my flash in a light and airy way, a moody way, a shutter drag way, an editorial way. And I can do all of that within, you know, a five minute period if I need to, so that they're getting a wider variety of images in their final gallery. So if you have been putting off learning flash photography, this is your sign to stop. Sign up for our freebie below. It's called Let's Get Lit. It's going to walk you through all of this in detail. It's going to give you PDF resources. It's going to give you breakdowns of our gear, when to use it and how it's even going to show you an entire module of us shooting from our um, artificial light course. It's got lots of really good goodies in it. So if you are a wedding photographer and you want to learn how to use flash, let me teach you how, whether it is with this podcast episode, with our freebie below, I hope you guys enjoyed this. You can find everything linked in the show notes for you. Wedding photographers, I am so excited for you to crush 5 p.m. sunset season now that you know how to shoot with flash. I love you guys. I mean it. I will see you next week for more on prepping for 2023 and making it the best year ever. And I will see you guys next time.